Can the Lions beat the All Blacks in the second test? Does starting Sexton and Farrell improve the starting 15? And has the New Zealand media's criticism of Warren Gatland gone too far? It's all coming up on The Hard Yards. The Hard Yards, brought to you by Ladbrokes. Passionate about sport. Two and Ringrose comes through. Oh. That is brilliant from Ringrose. Ringrose is going here. What a score. I know what website you use most often, but it's a sister of uh, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Hi Rob, Zeebs here. Just want to discuss the captaincy next year. He's calling. I don't think we've met before, but I'm the referee on this field, not you. I say YouTube is probably YouTube. You're listening to the Hard Yards Rugby Podcast on Sports. Joe, thank you so much for listening this week. Joe Harrington sitting in for Andy McGeady. And I have James Downey, Fionn Carr and Pat McCarry in studio with me. Ronan O'Gara is on the phone from France. And we'll talk to Stephen Ferris in New Zealand later on, as well as getting betting odds for the second test from Haley O'Connor from Ladbrokes. James, it's your first time on the podcast, so you're very welcome. Fionn, you're back after a few weeks. Um, and guys... Uh, we were chatting earlier it's the first time in a long time you guys have been together I guess I mean the, the, the last time you were playing together on a pitch was what the Churchill Cup in 2009 09 I think yeah, we agreed on in the end Yeah. no thanks for having me um, but yeah now it's been a while since I've I shared the field with Fionn so good to see him again he's looking well the Churchill Cup that was in the States wasn't it it was in Denver in the States that year yeah it was um, just it was actually the last Churchill Cup Ireland we were on at the time and um, we went over and uh, luckily we got we got through and beat England in the final so it was a great old tournament yeah it was it was actually a serious team you had that uh, on that trip actually wasn't it yeah yeah I think it was um, it was the first year actually Declan Kidney had done it I think before that it was known as the kind of stag tour and uh, <laughs> I missed that one with Michael Bradley unfortunately and <laughs> Um, thought I was in business but then Decky took the job so I was like oh we're into serious business here yeah yeah um, lads uh, Warren Gatland uh, he's named he's 23 for the second test he named it uh, earlier this morning uh, I'll just go through the team first and then we'll discuss it so we've Liam Williams Anthony Watson Jonathan Davies Owen Farrell Elliot Daly Johnny Sexton and Connor Murray in the backs the front row is Mako Vunapola Jamie George and Tyke Furlong second row Maro Otoje Alan Wynne-Jones and then a back row of Sam Warren Burton, Sean O'Brien and Toby Faletau. The bench is interesting as well. Ken Owens, Jack McGrath, Kyle Sinclair, Courtney Laws, CJ Stander, Reese Webb, Ben Teo and Jack Knoll. James, we'll throw to you first. Uh, what's your reaction to, to that 23? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with that, to be honest. I think some changes needed to be made. Uh, it's interesting how attacking-minded he seems to have gone with the 10-12. With the I'm sure Roger will have a few uh, insights on that one. Um, I think it's going to be um, defensively, might be a little bit weaker there in that midfield but I think they have to go for it now second test been 1-0 down they need to get that equaliser so mm. um, I'm happy enough again with the with the, with the the back row obviously extremely harsh on Pete yeah. um, the way things are but he's obviously seen that Warburton's got to target that breakdown and it's a, it's a big area for them that they need to slow down the Kiwis Yeah Fionn how are you feeling after you saw the 23? Um, the back line I think it's, it's a great attack on back line I think uh, Owen Farrell's going to bring that uh, extra element the, the passing skill in there that maybe Tio didn't bring the last day and maybe cost a try uh, in the end but uh, I think the back three went really well and I think the, the impact off the bench with Noel and Teo and Reese Webb is going to be massive yeah. uh, like you can get half an hour of those guys even 20 minutes 
and they're going to bring massive impact across the pitch. Yeah, the biggest news story I suppose it seemed Johnny and Owen Farrell and the same team, Raj. Were you surprised when you when you saw the team? I was, yeah. I must admit, um, I didn't think uh, there would any any way go for it. Considering the last thirty minutes of the last, I didn't think it worked um, because. I just think maybe uh, we probably underappreciate. I think how good the All Blacks are as well. I just think it works against most teams, but the last 30 minutes, uh, when it should have worked, it didn't work. I thought uh, the Lions lost energy when Theo went off. I thought he was their best back, and uh, I think uh, it demotivated the whole team. So it'll be interesting dynamic to see how this goes. I think the one area they will have a big improvement on would be they'll have. As well, seven days to plan um, their whole team attack around the fact that the two of them are playing. You looked at times the last even off the midfield scrum, they played a, a play to the left touchline and a one pass play, and there was complete breakdown in communication. So that shouldn't be happening. But um, I just don't think. Um, I don't think it worked. You just look. I don't think anything much works against Sonny Bill Williams either when he's carrying. So it'll be all, as you said, all the, the lads said, depending on how much they can saw down the, the New Zealand ball. But uh, I think they have about four or five different avenues to attack the Lions. And I think that irrespective of who they picked at 10, 12, 13, I feel they'll be too good for them. Yeah, when you say it didn't work, like what exactly do you mean by that? Do you mean the game plan of having sex in a 10, far at 12, no, and, and their I dynamic? Think it just, well, I thought if they were going to play, I, when they came in, I suppose the idea was to put shape on the game. I think they lost shape when the two of them came in. Okay. Um, it didn't look like um, other players were on the same wavelength. That's not necessarily the fault of Farrell or Sexton, but it looked to me that the plan, uh, in terms of usually if you're having two ball players, you have an idea where you're going to play probably uh, minimum three or four plays ahead of ahead of everything. So you know in five phases time you'd like to end up here and you're going to have the front row in front and you're going to try and manipulate them but um, I just think that when they came the last day because of the pressure I suppose um, that the New Zealand has exerted on, on the Lions in the first 50 minutes a lot, of, a lot of the Lions players were fatigued I don't think they were running good Lions so there was not many passing avenues for the two lads because um, you know I suppose the the one crucial element is that um, both of them are distributors I would think um, none of them are kind of really um, go to the line go through gap men either you know you look contrast that in terms of Bowden and Barrett and I think that's I suppose what kills all teams is the speed of Bowden and Barrett and I think all of us just watching from uh, rugby point of view you just have to be impressed with his capacity just to uh, I suppose he didn't do it last week but he's done it in his 50 tests for New Zealand his capacity I suppose just to play what's in front of him and go through and then offload which New Zealand are in a different world at the minute uh, yeah Roger I was saying were you surprised with Farrell's game himself like he, he it was the quietest he's probably been in, in, a, in the last few months is, is it like is that on him or is that on the, the pack not really, pack kind of getting marched around the yeah, place I and think so yeah. yeah Jimmy would know as much as I do there because we have chatted many a times in the past you know it, you look so much better at 10 and 12 if if your forwards are have at least partly if they're going forward you're in for a great day it's an armchair ride um, the Lions didn't do that the last day they didn't give their halfbacks we saw the best of Conor Murray in, I suppose in kicking the ball in the air there are so many other components to his game Farrell didn't have a major influence on the game because 
he was uh, kind of starved of possession and I think the other area too was that New Zealand won the contact and won the collisions and if you win the collisions um, everything is easier but New Zealand were really smart in the way they played it too because you know, just negating the Lions line speed and attacking in and around the rock so in terms of Farrell he didn't really tactically I suppose kick the ball uh, with ball in hand he was he, he was fine but it's very hard to have a big influence on the game when uh, even as a 10 he felt like um, an outsider yeah, James what about Farrell at 12 like what do you like about him in that position what are your strengths uh, attacking wise I like the way he can bring in the back three and with that back three they need to get the ball going forward I think obviously I thought Theo was very good last week and how he negated Sonny Bill and, and hit him pretty hard a good few times you know but I think attacking wise it was a um, bit of a deflection away from getting the ball to the back three and he wasn't distributing as much and I think for a first test it was interesting to have that point but um, Farrell for me yeah he brings in the lads outside him you know I think his communication how he goes about his business I think I like to see a second uh, a second 10 or 12 normally um, to be honest um, and a bigger 13 just to, to change up the, the area with Thacks and I think the, the Farrellan can give that second distributor again you can play left and right I know they didn't do it as Rog uh, rightly said the last day but maybe starting together they've been training all week together in this position so hopefully they'll have a bit of a better understanding coming in this week and uh, um, defensively be the only area of concern for me um, I think even when they first came on the last day um, they just hit Sonny Bill and he carried about 10-15 yards and mm. it's quite easy to be honest um, so how long they can do that for I don't know and it changes the game for Liam yeah, Williams as well right sorry there Joe oh, I find what James said there like as he I think because um, you know Johnny is such a good defender and the fact that he takes everybody high and it works 90% of the time and just on that point you looked at the last I don't know here's, maybe there isn't a way of stopping Sonny Bill Williams but I think he'd win most collisions when he, when you try and stop him up uh, upright and it was a very good point that James brings up there You could, you could can, everyone I think has that image in their head of him just carrying and I'd say the point of contact for the first hit on him was maybe 15 metres before where he ended up and if you have that all day I think it just after a while it tells do you, do you think as well, so Rod? Sorry, I was going to say. Do you think? Yeah, no, go on, go on. Do you think as well with you've got Warburton in there now, and if they are going to concede those yards, and if they do eventually get him down, that he'll be like his job is to get in on that ball and try and. Yeah, I see that. I I completely understand, but um, yeah, I think all of us watch a lot of rugby, okay? But I think like for me, the fella that does that at best is Pocock maybe I'm missing it but is, is Warburton in that league in terms of slowing down and poaching the ball I thought he was a really good athlete and a link man but I think he gets a, maybe a two part turnovers a game but I don't think he's ever hit six or seven has he? No, maybe I, he has no but like, like he, I thought he was great against Ireland back in back in the Six Nations but like, I just looked back on the game there and a couple of times and he slowed the ball down once really well in, in the Lions 22 there when, when the Lions were in trouble but apart from that there was not much else like that anybody else was doing and he was talked up as like Warburton has mm. to come back in and, and like I still haven't seen it yet on this tour where he's supposed to be kind of bringing to the Lions yeah, it's a good point. I think for me last week, I don't. I think there was big pressure from the media on them to because um, you know what I mean. That back row did a job against them. Um, the Crusaders, excellent performance, and and did well against the Maoris. All of a sudden, 
this was kind of the momentum back row and it was in and there was a bit of I suppose public sway behind behind that and, and it seemed to me that Warren was happy to go with that because uh, Warburton was off the pace a little bit but in terms of um, you know what I mean a, a Lions test game I don't know the six days preparation after a long season make that much of a difference but now all of a sudden Peter played well I thought for 53 meter minutes then he's uh, you can understand Warburton starting ahead of him um, but it seems to me that he's just kind of um, decided this is this is the way he's going to go yeah Finn what do you make of Peter being dropped from the 23 it's obviously very tough on him uh, but in, in terms of like let's take our Ireland caps off here I mean if you, if you look at Warburton in, is it a better team I, uh, personally I think uh, it is very harsh on, on Pete being dropped but going from captain out of the 23 like for anyone and anywhere that that's going to be a tough thing to take I think Peter like Rog said he did play really well for uh, 53 minutes and um, what Warburton's going to bring is I don't know if he's going to bring he's going to have to go on the ball that's what I think Gatlin is going to look for him to do there to slow down that New Zealand ball and that's something the Lions are going to have to do New Zealand they were just so dominant in the pack the last day that the back back row are going to have to step up and slow down that ball some way he's got CJ on the bench CJ brings he's he's a massive uh, abrasive man he's going to carry hard again is he going to slow ball Uh, I I don't know so I think it's very harsh on Peter there I think he was unlucky not to start and I definitely thought he was going to be in the 23 but um, it's a I'm sure Warburton will step up and I think Gatlin's probably gone from the, the point of view as in he was named captain to start in the tour so I think he's given him his shot now in the second test mm, James what do you think of that of uh, of Warburton I mean <coughs> changes the team really doesn't I mean the, the way he plays compared to Pete and even in the line out I mean this Pete's a great option yeah exactly and I was, I was quite surprised at it to be honest and especially to be dropped out of the, the full 23 um, I see that he look he seems to be reacting an awful lot to to what's been said around him I think Rog alluded to it there in terms of how the press and people are getting on his back and he sees like what maybe Fionn mentioned it a little bit but, um, he's mentioned him as captain and look is this his chance you know he's got to change it up for this test he's looking for something different um, It's Warburton's got a lot of pressure he's got to, to slow down ball if he doesn't slow down ball or get turnovers there's no point in having him there to be honest um, he's got to really do that and not not to be on the bench I guess you're looking for that those big impact players. I know. I think Pete leads from the front a hell of a lot more than coming on as an impact. And um, I'd prefer to go in with him starting rather than being on the bench. But CJ is going to be going to be up for it. He's been frustrated. I think in the last yeah. uh, not getting a sniff. Is and it the first? Is it the first time that in Warren Gatlin's coaching career that he's gone with two ball players? Uh, every time his focal point for Wales was Jamie Roberts. Mm all in his uh, two Lions um, tours big for centre um, who had wasps playing at 12 it was a Fraser Waters uh, yeah good maybe player, or Josh or Lucy player, or yeah, yeah, yeah there was, but it was exactly that it was pretty up and down you know it was having a solid it's been interesting selection meeting as you said because I would think that uh, Gatlin would have gone for Theo all day you know, like last week, I would think it'd be interesting to know exactly what happened in that selection meeting in terms of yeah, yeah. is it is it uh, Warren's um, is he you know what I mean handing over not handing over the baton but is he kind of happy to go with the the two ball players? But I don't think he's ever gone into 
into big games with this uh, formula or with this policy so it'll be interesting to see the body language between those coaches as well I think yeah yeah whether it's a, do you think it could be uh, whether Farrell Senior would have had much more of an impact on that rather like if it's going to be a Welsh kind of yeah I think so I think like for all, every time Warren has always had I think especially with the I, I, for me I thought George Nort would come into the team but I, I read he's been ruled out with injury Hamstring, yeah um, and I thought they might have gone north and Theo uh, but now it seems they've come to completely the other side they've gone for just kind of speed and ball players isn't it because uh, the back five are well Johnny Farrell Watson uh, Liam Williams and um, Daly. Daly Elliot Daly so, like their last kind of the fellas that should be uh, would be bowling you over you would think anyway no. unless I'm um seen a different picture but it, it did kind of work really it, it did kind of work last Saturday when they got the ball to Williams and Watson though they did have the ability to open up the All Blacks yeah they? I think yeah well that well, that's kind of I, I would more think that was off counter attack and broken field play wasn't it Watson had one brilliant run mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah, but Williams like that's not really backline play you know that's the, the, I think that's where Liam Williams did that all last summer that people forget for yeah. Wales he was nearly man of the series when when they kept it wasn't one break he did it. I think he ripped them open over three weeks maybe seven or eight times so he has the capacity to do that it's it's I think from a pure old school uh, point of view when there's backline against backline you'd love to see the Lions um, have a go off scrums because that's the best attacking platform and it'll be interesting to see um, how they will do that you know that, or if they will do that but that's what I'd expect them to do now having positioned this side you know I think as you say off that platform of a scrum if they don't if they like there's no point in trucking anyone up or hitting Johnny Davies up it's just, yeah. a, it's, it's just a waste of that possession and, and that second distributor get the ball yeah, in their hands I hand. think it'll be interesting James as you say will they actually look to rip him off first phase or will they try and go to wit to play phase play if they go that way I think it could be dangerous because New Zealand will flow down the ball in the wide channels and then um you know, I mean, if, if the Lions don't get on the front foot, then the left and right. If it's play, if you're trying to play with two ball receivers off slot of ball, it's a long day for everyone, yeah, as true. we all know. Is um, Fionn just to bring you in there? Like Liam Williams, obviously he got he got a lot of headlines for for the break for Sean O'Brien's try and, and throughout the game he looked quite dangerous. Is he the kind of key guy in that backline, the guy that's going to causing problems like he did last summer at Wales? Is he the guy we need a big performance from again? I I think so. I think he's he's going to be he's has, he's got a pivotal role there in the back. He's going to be Marshall. Watson and uh, Daly I think the last day he looked off that that ball came into the 22 deep and, and he, he, lo- he looked to run straight away w- which was fantastic I don't think New Zealand were expecting it I think they thought he was going to turn and kick he, he caught Cruden unaware and he, uh, he, he made a massive break he brought Elliot Daly straight into it then which Daly again I think he, he's got he's that type of player, player he's massive pace uh, but he's got massive awareness as well he, he caught he caught I think it was uh, maybe Israel Dag on the outside the stop start and that that's what created the space then to put Sean O'Brien away yeah James you made an interesting point earlier because Theo's out um, Liam Williams loses a bit of a bit of protection there uh, yeah he can do he's uh, like to have someone that solid in midfield actually can you know, kind of like softens up your back three that they can they can have a good carry or they can have a good uh, good day at the office, good armchair ride maybe. But 
I think he uh, I think the two lads are Dr. Tens like the, have the 10 and 12 been able to communicate um, like I wouldn't be having too many Rogers in there you know sorry Rog <laughs> yeah. uh, but like I'm only kidding I'm only kidding I'm only kidding but like if you had no, no, you're right. I know if I had like to have Theo look he's going to come on with impact he's going to be frustrated himself but yeah. I really do think they had to do something different change something up and, and and maybe this is Warren saying as well look giving two fingers up to people saying look I'm, I'm giving what you're calling for and yeah. um, see what happens and if not he'll 100% revert to type for the last test and mm. just try and save face nearly yeah the bench is exciting though you have like the power of Stander the speed of Webb the power of Theo again and then kind of wild card that is Jack Noel do you, do you like that that a lot better than last week, Raj. There's there's a, a lot, lot of variation, a lot of potential impact there. Yeah, it has to be, Joe. There has to be, though. I think people maybe underestimate that. I think there's a mentality around that, you know, I mean, weaker players are you're, you're 16 to 23. That actually isn't the way. I think Eddie Jones calls them finishers, and sometimes people are more suited to that role to get maximum impact for their team. And I know from being, I suppose, in a management uh, setup, that you, you have to have that impact. You have to have um, people that will add value and do more than the people that are replacing. If you have substitutes that are looking to come in and do the role of the people they're replacing, you're you're finished. The squad is dead. It's all over. So in that capacity, I think uh, Reese Webb is excellent at at doing that. He always adds value to it. He always has an impact on the game. CJ Stander. Um, can definitely do that. I don't know uh, as 100% with his ankle because CJ Sander that we saw six months ago um, w- would rip it up. He's had a long season, I'd say, emotionally and physically, and he should be so proud of what he has done so far. But there has to be that little bit more for him, and I think he will get to the level required to take on Kieran Reid. Um, Noel, I think, has come back. We've seen anyone who watches Exeter uh, Chiefs, uh, you have to be impressed. The guy has a capacity, I suppose, to score. And um, that's what you need. You need people who can get over the over the whitewash because I think that's something that's been missed a lot is that um, yeah, I think you're going to need four tries to beat New Zealand. We got two last week, one in the last minute when the game was dead so you're looking for nearly a 50% improvement in terms of try scored there's no half penny obviously in terms of kicking goals uh, Farrell will give you 8 out of 10 kicking I think a half penny will give you 10 out of 10 but uh, the template was set I suppose in terms of how to go about it in uh, Chicago by Ireland but um I think that has to be the template by 15 players, 23 players, because if there's one or two fellas off in terms of the intensity um, created by a team, you're going to miss the boat against a team as good as New Zealand. Isn't that in the regard to that? Yeah, go on. And I was going to say, isn't that the anno- annoying thing that like we've seen how you can beat the All Blacks? The All Blacks haven't been beaten for two years, but Ireland went over and showed everybody go at them, go at them hard. Um, you know, commit guys to the ruck to slow them down. Just outgassed them. You see, Schmidt didn't go for uh, yeah, him, and O'Brien. What, like what, what about it, um, Pat? I think that all sounds like. Um, words having spent two weeks in there the amount of detail and I suppose the understanding and the trust between Irish players that's the the argument is how long does it take all these great players to get up to speed to trust each other does it take more than two months it probably does because you can be sure that Ireland in Chicago 
were so so organised to put in a performance of that intensity of that structure uh, of that I suppose ferocity to to outdo um, the All Blacks and is that uh, is that mantra I suppose in in the Lions camp I don't know yeah can you do it in six weeks yeah like it's it's it's, it's kind of you knew this New Zealand you knew what they were going to bring you knew they were going to bring this pace and this offloading game and it's annoying to kind of see that we're all talking about slowing it down when you know that Ireland did it another way but you know you do have a point that can you really get these guys to trust each other and kind of get that detail well exactly because for rugby where rugby breaks down is that if you when pressure comes on if you have English fellas reverting to type Irish fellas reverting to Mm. type and Welsh fellas when the pressure comes on that means that you've three people doing three different things. How do your teammate know what you're going to do? While in a national camp, you've discussed it for months and you've applied the one set of rules. And when pressure comes on, um, unless your teammate bails out on you, you know he's going to do this. So, for example, when Ireland attack wide, you know there's going to be a ball carrier who'll fight like hell to present the ball and you'll have two cleaners and one guy at safety. But is that 100% set in stone by the Lions or mm. not because they've only had eight weeks to establish rules and when the heat comes on usually rules break down do you think mm. that's why he's gone with uh, Johnny and uh, Connor uh, 9-10 Rog um, yeah but if that's the case then why didn't they go with Bestie you know then you'd have a spine of a team in terms of would beating the All Blacks. I don't know, Sean. I don't know. Uh, I, I think definitely there's a lovely harmony between the two of them. But if that was the case, I think um, speaking to people over there, I think they put a massive emphasis on Test One, and I felt that that was uh, the team that was probably picked by them before they even. Ninety mm. percent um, of the case, I thought it was going to be. Um, Murray Farrell and it went like that for the first test now I think there's been a bit of a reaction as James has said and they're kind of going well you've all kind of said at times let's see uh, how, how how Johnny and Farrell go so let's see how Johnny and Farrell go and then if they don't do the business don't blame me kind of attitude you know yeah but I think uh, like like what, like you're saying how the combinations of people working and additional nationalities and you think that's why maybe beforehand Gatland would have gone for a predominantly Welsh side because they do revert to type you are in that 60 minutes you are in those uh, championship minutes and, and you do revert to type but you not think that again is the beauty of the Lions to come up against the top team in the world who know each other and like like you're talking about Kieran Reid's offload and just know maybe he doesn't know someone's there or they know they trust everyone because they're training every week week in week out they're in camps together and the beauty of the Lions is that we come together from different nations and, and, and we, we learn and like if we can turn these over it's a hell of an achievement uh, oh yeah, like the whole concept. I'm a massive fan of. I think it's a, you know, I mean, those tours are the mm. best days of your life. And I was went and treat them, and the amount you learn is it, fantastic. But I think what people m- need to recognise it's not tour in Australia, it's not tour in South Africa. Anyone who spent time down in New Zealand, you have to appreciate what you're going into. So the like, ever since that last test, the last. Uh, the focus will be on test two and the lads trying to you know what I mean go away for a recovery swim on a Sunday morning and go for a coffee it'll they'll be bombarded by the locals going to go and you're going to get it next Saturday night the cake <laughs> pin you know 
they just absolutely love it and live for it and it's it's like Ireland you know what I mean just having um, everyone so if, if the only sport was GA, you know that's the mentality down there it's all consuming and it, it, it gets to people in different ways and pressure does funny things to it and some people I can remember 2005 we were rooming on our own and it was uh, you know it was uh, it was unbelievably depressing and, and difficult um, just kind of being beaten and being beaten resoundly and trying to stay positive and rooming on your own going back and watching New Zealand TV at night time in your bedroom on your own it was like oh no this is this is tough but there's a challenge in that and that's when the great characters come up and that's when fellas like you know I mean Sean O'Brien was playing so well because he's a great tourist he'll play well again on Saturday mm-hmm. I think because you see the character of the teams but I, I think um for getting back to your point James I think um, it is extremely difficult in that short space of time to uh, to piece together a game plan capable of, of beating the best team in the world is, is how best I could put it maybe yeah no exactly and I'd agree with like in terms of if, we're, if you were playing in Australia or South Africa I'd be a lot more confident in uh, in the outcome, you know. Lads, the um, the referee uh, on Saturday morning is Jerome Garces, and the Kiwis were kind of complaining about uh, French referees or Northern Hemisphere referees in um, in the the, the warm up games. Um, Fionn, like, do you think the fact that Garces is in there, Northern Hemisphere referee, will, will that have an impact on the game? Oh, I, I don't think so. I think all the referees are going to come across with, with the same mantle. Um, the, both the Lions and the All Blacks are going to have their analysis done on Garcelles, whether he's picking points, whether it's going to be people off their feet early, uh, hands in ruck. Uh, they're going to know that straight away. Uh, Garcelles will have pictures, they'll see that in their analysis. Uh, and they're, they're going to have their homework done. The, the media are, are giving out maybe to a certain extent, the New Zealand media, but I, I don't think it's going to change much. Raj, what, what about you? Like Gar says, what, what does he like? What doesn't he like? Um, um, well, see, that's very different in terms of I think they have different rules for when they ref international games and they have different rules for when they ref top 14 games because if there's a penalty count like there is in a top 14 game on Saturday morning, you may as well put, keep putting the kettle on because <laughs> the game won't go anywhere. Um, he will, uh, I think it, I think he'll have a massive influence on the game. I think um, like like um, they always do I think there is the capacity you look at Pot and his positioning and the game and choose how many times is he in the way that can't be happening at this level of the game yeah. um, I think Garcés is the same I think Northern Hemisphere to French I think you have to make that distinction between them um, they have been down there I suppose the good thing is they've been there for an, uh, a large number of weeks I presume there's a lot of internal meetings going on between um, World Rugby and uh, the referees because this is the showpiece for anyone interested in rugby or watching these games so they have to be making a concentrated effort to keep the game flowing um, but I think Garces um, does understand the general points Um I think um, there'd be a big emphasis on scrum again this week. I think um, that was a, a key turning point, but it probably got missed in the Kieran Reid sensational off-road. Most yeah. teams in the world, every other team in the world, would be happy to take three points after the forwards milled the other opposition scrum. But what did New Zealand do? A bit of magical genius from Reid and flips the ball up and try seven points instead of three and the game over. 
Um, so Scrum is always big and it's great to see that Scrum is still so important. Um, I think uh, Sean said it, that both teams will um, will will analyse it and, and from there um, I think your capacity to keep disciplined and adapt, which the Lions haven't done as well as they should have done in this tour, will be crucial. Yeah, we'll chat about the New Zealand team with uh, Fez in a few minutes. But Raj, before we let you go, um, when are you back in for pre-season or are you back in already? Tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, can't wait, won't sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what I'm are not we, running though. You're, you're not, not running at all though. I'll be, watch, I'll be watching fellas like James Downey in their heyday suffer <laughs> <laughs> after... Six flagons of cider on a Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, do you miss the first day of preseason, James? At all? No, oh, certainly not. No, not at all. I sleep easy these days, so it's yeah. no oh, worrying about shuffles. It? It's not too bad. <laughs> it's even better when you're putting someone else through it. So, do you boys ever remember an especially tough one with Monster when you when you were together down there? Oh, they were all they were all horrible. I, I don't know they used to do yeah. those the 100 metre shuttles and then the, the short shuttles and oh, in a row and you had to try and catch a tennis ball after so that wasn't uh, <laughs> that uh, evening yeah when you hit the coach is a great feeling uh, but like it, it's it's brutal for three weeks but I think that's it's it's fundamental for creating team spirit yeah. and for having a great bond the next whatever three four weeks we had a pre-season of four days last year and played a game on the fifth day so thankfully that nonsense is finished with me. but imagine that four days and then play Toulouse on a Friday started on a Monday and play Toulouse on a uh, Friday because you get punished in France if you win the top 14 you know yeah how would you get on against Toulouse in that game? Um, I think it was a draw in the end no we won we won yeah. Um, <laughs> we were all winners. Yeah. <laughs> um, Raj, we'll let you go. Thanks a million for that. All right, cheers, lads. Cheers, cheers Raj. Um, up next, uh, we'll chat to Stephen Ferris in New Zealand about the New Zealand team and to get a feel for how things are on the ground there. The message to the players before we left the UK and Ireland was that to come out to New Zealand to play the, the All Blacks, you have to take risks. I was surprised a little bit at Steve Henson in terms of, um, you know, normally he's pretty calm. You know, it's unlike Steve, maybe he's a little bit a little bit worried about um, potentially how good this team could be. To play the All Blacks and beat the All Blacks has got to be another step up. We know we've got to be courageous coming here, we know we've got to be bold and we've got to go and play some positive rugby. We're here to win a test series. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. If you are listening for the first time, please subscribe to it on iTunes, Podcast Republic, SoundCloud and every other good podcast app to get it straight to your phone every Thursday. Um, we chatted about the lines there in depth with Raj, Fionn and James. Now we're going to chat a bit about New Zealand because Stephen Ferris is on the ground there. Uh, Fez, how's the form? Yeah, good. Thanks. Good. Um, as I said uh, earlier on there, boys, I'm a little bit hungover. Um, <laughs> I was out. We went for a round of golf yesterday. We had a day off, so we went for a round of golf. Took Sean uh, Sean Patrick out by the roots. Um, uh, Scott Cornell as well. He got a bit of a pasting, so uh, it was a good day all around. And then half two, we got on the beers. 
and uh, finished up at half four this morning. So, um, and then funny enough, went out and had another game of golf today. So, as you can tell, as you can hear, I've been working very, very hard. <laughs> yeah, I was going. Uh, I was actually going to say that because crack. because we've seen you on the television. But apart from that, uh, judging by your Instagram, your Instagram is actually like it's an ad for New Zealand tourism at the moment. You're getting around a lot. <laughs> well, funny enough, it was the New Zealand Tourist Board that paid for the golf yesterday. Uh, oh, very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you shoot today, actually, uh, with that hangover? Yeah, uh, actually, not too bad. Uh, 34 points. Uh, I was playing with um, playing with a guy called Clark Laidlaw, who's uh, played in Scotland. He coaches seven, so he's actually mm. becoming the head coach, taking over uh, the head coach job for the New Zealand sevens, which was pretty cool to chat to him for a couple of hours around the golf course. And an old, uh, an old Lions man, uh, Gareth Davis, who played in the centre for the Lions in 1980. So oh. we were playing alongside him and, and the other fella, Duncan, who, who was entertaining us. So it was good crack. The weather over here, actually, in Wellington is fantastic. I think it's due to change dramatically come Saturday for the match. Uh, but the, the weather at the minute has been, has been great. So more or less in Auckland, uh, it was the weather was very very poor so seen a lot more of my hotel room and um, so with the weather being good decided to get out and about and organise a couple of things and some of the time we had off mm. Let's chat about that New Zealand team um, if you're listening and you, you haven't seen it or heard it yet I'll just go through it it's uh, Dag, Naholo Leonard Brown uh, Sonny Bill Williams Ioni, Barrett and Aaron Smith in the back line then it's Moody Taylor Franks in the front row Ritalik and Whitelock in the second row and Kane O'Kane and Reid in the back row guys in terms of the changes like Naholo and Leonard Brown in there Fionn I mean it doesn't really weaken them too much does it? No, New Zealand are never going to be much weaker. Like the, it's it's like for like really. Uh, Naholo is a serious attacking threat there. Um, I know Ben Smith's gone. Uh, moving Dag to full back, he he's he can play wing or full back. He's fantastic there. So I I think. In fact, our team's just as strong as it was the last time. I think, uh, as we spoke with James and Rog, they're only going to get stronger as these tests move on. Uh, so the Lions will need to up their game now the next day again. It's, it's, it's impressive, isn't it? Yes, it really is. Uh, the, the depth they have there is something else, and especially with uh, Leonard Brown coming in, he's, he's a huge, uh, you huge like player. Him? Yeah, I do indeed. Yeah, Even the guy on the bench, Lamape, who played, against, uh, played for the Chiefs on Wednesday, He's some impact and engine on him, and this year he's been unbelievable for the Chiefs. Um, so he'll be chomping at the bit to get on there and really, really get in there. But look, it's look, it's the All Blacks in the day. It doesn't really matter who's in those jerseys. It's like it's the biggest challenge they have in front of them. So um, hopefully we can take it to them. Yeah, Fez. After the first test, were all the Kiwis down there pretty pleased with the performance? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's not that they were arrogant, but they kind of. Said, oh well, I told I told you so. You know, yeah. they, they they think that they can win every game, and, and so they should with the team that they've got. But you know, everybody down here, all the Kiwis, think that uh, they're going to win three nil. Um, and you know, you've every reason to kind of agree with them after you know the, the display they put in um, last Saturday because the weather conditions was very very difficult. There was rain coming in sideways at times throughout the match. Um, and their handling and the way they attacked, uh, the, you know, the, that unbelievable defence that the Lions were supposed to have, you know, they just went through the middle of them, um, and they were very, very impressive to watch. And you know, a lot of brilliant individual performances as well. So, uh, um, yeah, the Kiwis over here, as you can imagine, are 
are all up the high dough thinking that they're going to win 3-0 and um, you know not too many people are disagreeing with them yeah Raj touched on um, the Kieran Reid piece of skill where he kind of just somehow shoveled the ball out of uh, out of the ground and on Tyrone Smith was that a huge talking point after the game in New Zealand were people raving about that because it was like it, Twitter blew up when it happened anyway Ferris like wasn't it that, that move yeah <laughs> Ferris like <laughs> I, would, I would have just fallen on the ball I think and, uh, <laughs> to get, try to get the penalty uh, but they had the penalty advantage and I suppose he just had a bit of confidence that you know he could get the ball away, and um, there was the TMO. Obviously, went back to see if there was a knock on, but it was a foot that knocked it forward, and he flicked it up. And a guy who hasn't what's he played four games or something in the last four or five months? Yeah. Um, you know, to come in, he played seventy-five minutes or whatever, and you know, for me, he was probably the man of the match. So yeah. um, he's an unbelievable player, and I think the one thing being in New Zealand, everybody's talking about New Zealand, and everybody knows that Kieran Reid is the captain of New Zealand. So if he's fit, he plays. Where the Lions are now, they've got rid of Peter Manny. He's not even in the twenty-three. They're bringing the tour captain Sam Warburton back in, and it's sort of nobody understands. Their, their place within the Lions team where the New Zealanders they just know exactly you know Kieran Reid's the man to lead us out here where the Lions is all over the place um, that's the kind of feeling at the minute over here yeah, like I said, sorry, Pat. Like I know Fez is joking about falling on the ball, but guys, that that piece of skill by Reed, like how difficult is that? Especially, I mean, like obviously we've seen slow mos of it, and and it looks great, but like in the heat of battle and like real time, how, how difficult is that? Yeah, you had the rescue advantage there, so he knows in the back of his mind he can either go down and take the penalty, but like. The, the piece of skill he's literally nearly lying on the ball to get it flicked up Aaron Smith uh, does look a little bit surprised which is is great because he's then got the ball he, he's realised he's in massive space by the time he gets it he's nearly on 10 to 12 and he, he's passed it out and the overlap's there it's created the try it's, it's little bits of skill like that that will win you games when you have advantage like that and I think teams like New Zealand when they do get advantage I think they look to go for the juggler there they're not the type of team that are going to fall on the ball look to kick the penalty they're going to go for the try every time and it, James one of the keys as well I guess is always knowing there's someone on that support line for you that's it and it's and it's all the way through the way they've played like even even in Super Rugby it's that trust it's the small and tricky plays that they have uh, even for the little line breaks balls back inside it's nothing extremely difficult but it's a yeah. skill under pressure that they're able to produce and that's why they're the top team in the world too, to produce those skills under that pressure when someone's right in your face not little offload 99% of the time the defender will come up and they'll stop that offload they're getting it away and they're getting in behind then and that's just causing awful havoc and then that's when the All Blacks feed off things when they're from football Yeah there was there were so many amazing pieces of skill in that game Barrett's pick up and the hooker picking it out of his laces as well for the for the first try it was amazing um, Fez just while we have you um, obviously we had three backs in the studio so we, we didn't get into the, the the forward selection too much but what do you make of Atoje and Warburton coming into the, the Lions the Lions back there yeah, it's um, it, it's a huge talking point and has been over the last couple of weeks about the second row combinations. Obviously, it didn't really work um, last Saturday. Alman Jones looked really, really off the pace. And we all know how good a player he is uh, and has been for club, country and the Lions even four years ago. So, um, and so everybody's just kind of really hoping that he has a massive game. Um, for him and for the team uh, but for me I would have had a lot more dynamism in there somebody like 
Courtney Laws starting and, and Ian Henderson on the bench. Um, I think Ian Henderson can really feel unlucky about not getting selected for the 23. He was definitely the best player in the pitch there against the Canes uh, the other night. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. And that's why Gatlin's getting paid the big bucks is to make big calls. And he's made big calls. And um, as a supporter of the Lions as well, you just kind of have to... I know we all have our own opinions and people disagree, but you, you kind of got to respect the opinion and, and hope that it, that it pays off. Uh, but a lot of people disagreeing with, with Warren Gatland. A lot of people disagreeing with Warren Gatland over second rows, over players being brought in who are now shipped back home again, players not getting on against the Hurricanes, lads having to front up uh, for 80 minutes. It's a really interesting stat. So, in a tier one game, um, there's been no front row has played 80 minutes for over 300 matches, 300 tier one matches, and then on, on, on Wednesday night, or sorry, Tuesday night against the, the Hurricanes, all three played 80 minutes. So the last time all three played 80 minutes was over 300 games ago. And it's, that's just absolute madness. The boys were there, ready to go on the bench. Yes, did they deserve to be there? No, but they were there. They're putting their hands up. They were standing on the sideline wearing a Lions jersey um, and, and they weren't utilised on the pitch so Warren Gatlin is digging a, a, a big big hole out here um, and he can fill that in slightly if he if he wins on Saturday but if he doesn't geez, you know, it's just the, the media the hype everything is just going to keep building over here Fez do you, do you think um, O'Mahony and, and Ben Teo being thrown under the bus here because I even heard Gatlin talking in the press conference last night saying Williams Sonny Bill Williams did too much damage to them so like, th- those two lads I know O'Mahony didn't have an amazing game but Teo was probably the, the Lions best back do you think those two lads have been unfairly done by Gatland um, maybe slightly uh, chatting to you know some of the Sky lads and um, people who are close to Warren Gatlin said that he really, really liked Peter Romani, and you know he could see Pete, you know, being a, one of his main players in the, in the Test side. Uh, and then he's just straight out of the 23. I'm not sure if he's carrying a bit of a knock or, or, or what the case is, but Pete, uh, Pete, he hasn't really been the Pete that we see in a monster jersey. You know, we haven't seen him making any turnovers, getting on the ground. Um, you know, he's usually in on a couple of choke tackles, making a few turnovers there. We haven't really seen that. Um, his ball carrying ability, Pete would be the first person to stick his hand up and say, you know, he isn't a Shawnee O'Brien or a Toby Falatai that's going to burst through tackles and get you over the game line. So, apart from the line out, um, you know, what else would he bring? Other, other than that, yes, he, of course, we all know how good a player he is, but he's just not at the top of his game at the minute. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's strange. Would I say he's thrown under the bus? I don't think so. I just think it's really strange the way he was test captain and then he's completely left out of the squad. Um, it's As I mentioned there earlier on, it's just all over the place when you know, Kieran Reid's captain all blacks, good to go, and then like Sam Warburton's in, Peter Manny's in. It's just all over the shop. So, again, Warren Gatlin, big call. Um, but just to touch on Ben Teo, I totally agree with that. I thought he was a really, really good player on Saturday for the Lions and get, kind of gave him go forward defensively. He didn't put a foot wrong. He put Sonny Bill Williams on his backside a couple of times. And I don't think Sonny Bill Williams caused too much trouble. Um, I don't know what game Warren Gatlin was, was watching, but I didn't see him. He tried a couple of offloads. He made a few turnovers and, uh, you know, give the ball back to the Lions. So. Ben Teo I thought was going to start um, I possibly could have seen Johnny Sexton playing 10 
um, ahead of Farrell, but you know, what will obviously Sexton's playing 10, but they've went with Farrell in the centre. Mm-hmm. As I said, the weather is due to change dramatically and it's due to get very, very wet. So, uh, uh, good luck to Owen Farrell having to stop Sonny Bill Williams and crash balls. <laughs> yeah, what's funny over here, like one of the big news stories coming out of New Zealand is the treatment by the media of Warren Gatland. Um, obviously, the Herald put up the front page the other day when he was dressed up as a clown, and yet you've Steve Hansen ringing in radio stations and like it's it, it, yeah. like it's it's a huge story like there in New Zealand is it the biggest story in town as well the kind of I suppose uh, depiction of Warren Gatland as a bit of a fumbling fumbling bumbling idiot really isn't it that that, that seems to be the kind yeah. of narrative that's going on there no I, I totally agree with you and, uh, but he doesn't help himself like does he really you know he, he doesn't help himself and he's his own worst enemy at times but it's just disappointing that the kind of the last week has been about the coaches instead of about yeah. the two teams you know instead of about the players and uh, you pick up a newspaper you're reading about Warren Gatland instead of reading about you know how well um, you know one of the players played at the weekend or you know the amazing try that they scored or you know it's, there's none of that it's just Hansen versus Gatland um, and, and again the whole build up over here in the media is Hansen versus Gatland round two you know, mm. on Saturday. Well, it's not yesterday the head coaches, but you know, it's the players we should be talking about, and it should be the players making the headlines in the in the papers, um, more so for the right reasons. And it's just, uh, it's just getting out of hand. Yeah. Um, do you have do, you know, do you have sympathy for Gatland, Fez? I mean, it, it, it's getting a bit personal, isn't it? Yeah, it is getting a bit personal. Do I have sympathy for him? Like, I think Warren Gatland's the master of mind games throughout the years. You know, the two lads will know. Um, you know. Over the years, when he was with Wales, you know all the rubbish he came out with in the press before big games, and yeah. um, you know, so he's a master of that. But at the same time, it is getting a bit below the belt, and uh, a part of me just wants, part of me is kind of just wanting them to to get a win on Saturday to shut a lot of people up and yeah. say, right, look, listen, I'm the boss. I've made the big decisions. You know, I'm going to roll with the punches, um, and that's why I really want the boys to get a win, just to ease all this pressure that's just being piled upon them. Yeah, we didn't. We had Marcus Horn on Sports Show Live last night, and he came up with kind of an interesting theory. I suppose you could call it. He was saying how like the media treatment of Gatland over there uh, could be linked with the fact that maybe one day that he he'd like to get that New Zealand job. Uh, the New Zealand There's media, not a that yeah, the, the, but the New Zealand media don't like the way he plays, and they don't want him next or near that job. So that's why they're going in so hard on him to tarnish his, his reputation, so he'll never get it. I mean, do 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 you see something in that at all, or? Um, possibly, I, I think um, I, I was out uh, playing golf today, and we were just chatting about it, and we were all in agreement that he's never ever going to get a job back in New Zealand for a club or country. Uh, that's just they, they really dislike him, um, and you know I think obviously Warren Gatland's got a big you know, his contract to run out with with Wales, but after that, I don't think he'd move back to uh, the Southern Hemisphere to coach. Uh, he's, he's his own man and you know he, he's done well he's won a lot of trophies with Wales over the years so um, he comes with a good reputation but in terms of the Kiwis you know they, they don't really like him and um, they love beating him and um, they're all ranting and raving ready ready to beat them again on Saturday Yeah guys let's get some predictions for the game on Saturday Fionn what do you think? Um, well I think it's going to be uh, another New Zealand win just looking with the way the line up again and just with the changes that the Lions have made I just 
I think defensively the Lions could be a, a little bit weaker in the back line that, that's what I'm worried about I think attacking it, they look good but like Fez said there if it's going to be raining this weekend um, like New Zealand handle it so well yeah. in Auckland I, I can't see them losing James yeah similar head and heart I suppose I'd obviously would love to see in some performance you know I think if we can get that party up front which we didn't get and I was actually going to say something to you about that Fez about how you thought the the pack were going like you know I think beforehand we had a bit, a bit of a quick um, everyone was saying oh set piece we'll get them in the set piece and line out and scrum and we actually didn't so like that was extremely disappointing but now if we're talking uh, wet conditions it's it's going to be an even, uh, even bigger challenge and it's going to bring some of those selections into question I think um, love to see a big performance and then I don't know maybe try and sneak one in the third one it's not very optimistic though no unfortunately not like you know yeah. I'd love to be a bit more like the bottom of my heart I'd love to say look we can do it we can do it but just just too strong Pat you've been up since 1am this morning with excitement <laughs> uh, about the second test uh, how do you think it's going to go yeah, the 10-12 thing kept me up there the last few hours the, um, I, I think it's going to be a lot tighter I think New Zealand are actually going to enjoy grinding this one out a lot more and, and, and kicking penalties and stuff I think they're going to they're going to enjoy this and if it rains all, all the better for them as well I think it's going to be less than 5 point win for New Zealand and I think there might be some kind of controversial moment but they're going to get over the line win the series well sold Pat well sold we'll watch it. Uh, Fez uh, lastly to you um, how do you think it's going to go uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with the lads, and uh, just a thoughts on Jimmy's point about the pack again. They don't help themselves. You know, Graham Roundtree doing post-match interviews and saying, "Oh, yeah, I haven't seen them scrum anybody. Yeah, they're not as good as they think, and everything else." So again, they just don't help themselves. Um, and I thought they were they were poor, and especially in the last half an hour, they, they could beat up a little bit up front. But I totally agree. If they can get parity, then um, hopefully they can get the ball into Sexton and, and Farrell's hands and cause them a bit of trouble. But I said it last week. I went with the New Zealand win. I didn't think they'd win by by the margin they did. But I'm going to go for a New Zealand win again, uh, but a bit tighter, um, maybe five, six points, something like that. Okay, and if you want updates on how Fez is getting on in New Zealand, you can follow him on Instagram. It's Stephen Ferris Six. Uh, it's it, it's really exciting. We've it open here. We're scrolling through. So uh, Fez, uh, enjoy the game. Enjoy the rest of New Zealand, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much. I'm away for a beer. See you later. Go on, mind yourself. Good luck. Um, that was Fez in New Zealand. Great stuff. Up next, we've Haley O'Connor from Ladbrokes to give us the odds for the second test. Murder, she wrote, is the perfect thing to watch during the day. You can watch the start, fall off for 40 minutes, come back, see the end, perfect. You know what I mean? You've missed nothing really. Remember, Rod Kev in the Kalina used to have to bring two TVs into the room, one for you for Cheltenham. <laughs> like every red-blooded male in the country, he'd be watching the horse racing, whereas I'd have a TV for myself for things like Murder, She Wrote and Houses Under the Hammer. Murder, She Wrote is the perfect thing to watch during the day. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Uh, now we're joined by Haley O'Connor from Ladbrokes, uh, fresh from Ascot, back to make us uh, some money for this weekend second test Haley, how are you? Good um, Again yet again my seven patter here Haley gives us a good tip <laughs> yet we don't place any money on it yeah, you, Pen is, and paper is ready here beside me Yeah 
bold. I'm going to write it down in bold. Whatever, whatever you tell me. Well, I, well, I told you. I said Lady Aurelia is the bet of the week at Royal Ascot, and it transpires that the, the handicapper said she was the best winner of that race yeah. in many years. So you you missed out. I've nothing. I've nothing for this weekend for the Irish Derby now. Yeah, and you've no sympathy for us either. I can nope. tell from the tone in your voice. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the second test between the Lions and the All Blacks. Uh, what do Ladbrokes have in, in, in terms of? Um, the, the winner of the second test and and handicaps and all that. Yeah, so um, we're top price at five to one uh, for a Lions victory. Um, some other firms a bit more optimistic. Um, they're going for uh, like four to one, nine to two. Mm. Um, but and the New Zealand seven to one on um, to win it in the outright betting. I think the last time uh, the Lions were in this position in in two thousand and five, going to Wellington. Um, they lost like 48-18 and I think only two line sides have come from 1-0 down to win the series. Um, the handicap betting is minus 14. Um, if you think we're going to lose even more than that, um, you can back us plus 17 at 4-6. to six. And if you think it's going to be a tighter match, um, the Lions minus, uh, sorry, the Lions plus 8 is, is 13-8. to eight. And, um, you know, with sort of the optimism that was going into the first test all but evaporated. Yeah. Um, if you know, if if patriotism has gone out the window, you can back winning margins for New Zealand. So um, if you think it's they're going to win between uh, eleven and twenty points, you can back them at thirteen to five. If you think it's going to be narrow, one to five points, thirteen to two. Yeah. Um, and then you can get stuck into the first half betting. And um, think New Zealand are going to be leading one to three lines, eleven to four. But obviously, there's huge changes. Ha- well, not huge changes, but some changes happening um, this week that. Uh, Warren Gatton's obviously really tried to rig it, reinvigorate the team. Like. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, guys, like just in terms of winning margin, I mean, you, you both went for a New Zealand win. James, do you think it's going to be close? Yeah, I think uh, Pat had just mentioned it there. Said one to five points, thirteen to two is not bad. You know, I think yeah. given conditions as well, and if you're going to look lumping on, you're going to go in the handicap if it's was it minus fourteen. So look at conditions there if it's going to if it's going to. The heavens open up as Fez said it would. It's going to bring it uh, bring it in that tightness. Yeah. What about you, Pat? Is like the one to five points isn't about a bad show. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw James scribbling that down there. <laughs> I know what he's going to be doing when this is over. And, and uh, yeah, for once, I think I might I might I might go with it as well. And it's uh, there's no kind of patriotism here for me. I suppose it's four countries, so I won't feel too bad about going against the line. So if I was going to throw throw a bit of money on something, I think I'd do I'd do something like that. I think it's going to be a really tight game at the weekend. And as I said, I think New Zealand are going to enjoy it being a tight game and and grind it out so yeah, it's, it, that's a good bet yeah but it, it, it's funny the way it works because obviously the All Blacks I mean Raj spoke about it earlier about how like they, they know what they're doing like they're, they're a country they, they, they know their systems both mm. the lines bringing four countries together it makes it I suppose that bit uh, unpredictable about how they will actually turn up on the day if you know what I mean so like you kind of know what you're going to get from the All Blacks but from the Lions you're not too sure yeah and, it's, and that gets reflected in the betting as you can see like and yeah. even, even first uh, try score I don't know how many you said it was was it how many All Blacks there are ahead yeah, before you get an Irish Yeah, it's a 12 All Blacks to score the first try before the first Lions guy comes in. That's Elliot Daly at 18 to 1. Uh, there you go. Exactly. Page 2 of Google yeah. search, which isn't, yeah. this isn't where you want to be. But look, that, I think that sums it up a little bit. You know, it sums up and um, backs up your point there and what you said. Yeah, in terms of first try score, Haley, who, who were the favourites there? Uh, sort of led by Naholo and Ioni, I think, at, at the front end of the betting around 15 to 2, I think, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and um, first team to score um, New Zealand at 1-2 first team to score try 1-3 um, and if you fancy the Lions to burst out of the blocks you can back them at 2-1 at 
Yeah, guys, um, like obviously Naholo and Ioni are just incredibly dangerous guys. I mean, that probably wouldn't be a bad bet either. I mean, getting the ball out to those guys. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um I think yeah, it's a shame that the the Lions bet isn't too bad actually two to one to get the first try they had a good start last week but uh, yeah only to, to knock a guy out of a team that's got 46 tries in 53 games in Savea and then to come on and score two tries in only like your second second start is unbelievable from him wasn't it yeah, yeah. absolutely 20 years old as well yeah, yeah the only man delighted Savea is out is Doug Howlett I'd say because he's still holding <laughs> on to that record <laughs> he said he's even releasing videos he's I saw it. So nah, yeah, he yeah. knows the end is now <laughs> yeah. I wonder um, what price Sean O'Brien is to yeah, score actually, a try Sean at any time he's 25 to 1 to get the first try um, I don't think it's going to be as spectacular as last week but <laughs> yeah. if, if he gets it uh, I, I, I don't think we'll care uh, but we'll uh, we'll wrap up there Hayley uh, thank you so much for coming in um, a big thanks to James thanks to Fionn thanks to Raj thanks to Stephen Ferris thanks to Pat thanks to Shane Dempsey who was on sound we'll be back next Thursday with a brand new podcast as I said before you can subscribe to it on iTunes Podcast Republic SoundCloud and every other good podcast app to get it straight to your phone I'm Joe Harrington thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week The Hard Yards brought to you by Ladbrokes passionate about sport